Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast for the rest of your Thursday, warmer and mostly cloudy. High 75 to 80. Southeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, gusting to around 30 miles an hour. Tonight, breezy and partly cloudy, lows 50 to 55. East winds 15 to 25. Friday, breezy and warmer, sunny in the morning, becoming partly cloudy, highs 90 to 95. Southeast winds 15 to 25. Friday night, breezy and partly cloudy, lows 55 to 60. Southeast winds 15 to 25, shifting to the east 10 to 15 after midnight. Saturday, partly cloudy, highs 80 to 85. West winds 5 to 15. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers, slight chance of thunderstorms. Some thunderstorms may be severe, lows around 55. Chance of precipitation, 50%. Sunday, mostly cloudy. 50% chance of thunderstorms, high 70 to 75. Sunday night, rain showers likely, chance of thunderstorms. Lows around 50, 70% chance of precipitation. Monday, rain showers likely, slight chance of thunderstorms, high 60 to 65. 70% chance of precipitation. Monday night mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain showers, lows around 50. Tuesday warmer and partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, high 70 to 75. And Tuesday night and Wednesday of next week, partly cloudy, lows around 50, high 75 to 80. Let's take a look at local news. Although north-central Montana escaped major impacts from flooding this week, some problems were reported in the Bear Paw Mountains. Hill County Disaster and Emergency Services Coordinator Amanda Frickle says there has been debris and backup in Miner's Gulch and log jams reported in the area of the Lions Campground. Frickle says water has been flowing over the highway in that area and they will have to assess damage and do cleanup. Due to the flooding, the Beaver Creek East Fork Spillway Gate was opened up Wednesday night to help control the situation, as water was going over the spillway. Frickle says they anticipated the gate would close again sometime Thursday morning. On Wednesday afternoon, the Chippewa Cree Tribe announced the closure of the Bear Paw Mountains in the Beaver Creek and Sandy Creek areas on the reservation, with a reassessment taking place Friday. The Haver Public Schools Board of Trustees has approved a partnership between the district and the Boys and Girls Club of the Highline to create after-school programming for youth in grades K-1 through at Highland Park for the 2022-23 school year. The cost to the district is $41,414, which is a one-time contribution of half the estimated operating budget. In the next planning phase, the Boys and Girls Club would fully take over funding of the program. Superintendent Craig Mueller said this is a great opportunity for younger students. I am excited about the opportunity that this could extend to our students. And I think it, it only speaks to what we can continue to offer to our community in form of after-school programs for our students. Club President Tim Brewrood says this has been in the works for years. This is something we've been talking about for years. When we look at the children that we serve, our K-1 kids, they just kind of need a bit of a different setup. Sometimes that K-1 set needs a little bit more structure. The plan is for 60 youth a day to be served, and they will participate in educational, recreational, and youth development activities. A Haverman has been sentenced to four years in prison after being found guilty of tampering with or fabricating physical evidence. Jeremy Clement Larson, 43, was sentenced Monday by Hill County District Court Judge Katie Snipes Ruiz following a same-day non-jury trial. Court documents allege that in July 2021, Larson, who had a probation and parole pickup and hold order, was located at the Duck Inn. While being placed in handcuffs, Larson allegedly threw a dollar bill behind a machine that was later found to contain 0.77 grams of meth. The dollar bill had been ripped in half, and the other half was located when officers searched Larson's belongings while in custody. The sentence will run consecutively with a three-year prison term for a revocation of a suspended sentence for a previous felony drug charge. 
The Hill County officials from various departments met in the Timmins room of the courthouse Wednesday morning for their monthly meeting. Commissioner Mark Peterson announced the Beaver Creek Dam Spillway project has been completed. He stated they are continuing to work on other projects that will be utilizing COVID relief dollars, including the project for replacing the RSID 29-30 lift station, which they hope to have go out to bid in the next few weeks. When it comes to the Milk River levy upgrades, they continue looking for additional funding sources after their competitive ARPA funding request was rejected. And for replacing the courthouse HVAC system, Peterson said bids are coming in higher than they expected. Commissioner Jake Strissel said they are working with Great West Engineering and the DNRC to get long-term monitoring gauges for stream and flow measurements at Beaver Creek. Turning to state news, the office of Governor Greg Gianforte says that he will be returning to the state with First Lady Susan Gianforte this evening. This comes after the office of Governor Greg Gianforte refused to say where the state's top elected official is as historic floods ravaged southern Montana, despite repeated requests from Montana Free Press and other news outlets over the past few days. A spokesperson for the governor's office has said only that Gianforte left the country last week before the Yellowstone River rose to take out massive chunks of infrastructure and isolate entire communities in Park, Carbon, and Stillwater counties as he was on a long scheduled personal trip with his wife Susan Gianforte but the office declined to say what country Gianforte is visiting and until today they would not say when the governor would be back in Montana. The governor's whereabouts were an increasing topic of speculation on social media after Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris signed a declaration of disaster Tuesday in response to the flooding in southern Montana. River levels at the Billings Water Plant dropped to low enough levels Thursday morning that the plant can now operate at full capacity. The city of Billings thanks residents for conserving water during the height of the Yellowstone River flood to help sustain the water supply. The Montana Free Press reports that in a unanimous decision, the state Supreme Court shot down an argument by state attorneys that all sitting justices should recuse themselves from a case about an effort to switch the court from statewide to district-based elections. State attorneys working under Republican Attorney General Austin Knutson, representing Republican Secretary of State Christy Jacobson, argued that Montana's seven justices on the Supreme Court should hand the case over to other judges because its outcome could affect the justices' campaigns should they choose to run for re-election. That request was denied in an order issued by the High Court Tuesday. At issue, a proposed ballot measure, the Republican-controlled Montana legislature planned to put before voters this fall. If put on the ballot and passed by a majority vote, the measure would reconfigure the statewide elections that Montana has used to select its high court justices since statehood. GOP lawmakers argued the change would make the court better aligned with Montana's electorate. Opponents accused the measure's supporters of judicial gerrymandering, drawing a district map deliberately designed to elect more conservative justices. The Montana Free Press reports the newly hired official tasked with running Montana's Medicaid program got a grilling Wednesday in his first public appearance before lawmakers, some of whom expressed concerns about the state potentially privatizing the system that handles health coverage for hundreds of thousands of low-income Montanans. Mike Randall, who previously oversaw Medicaid programs in Iowa and Kansas and started with the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services in late May, told lawmakers on an interim health budget committee his background in managed care is not necessarily a forecast for Montana's Medicaid Future. Montana is one of 11 states with an entirely government-run Medicaid system, which helps administer a range of healthcare benefits to more than 280,000 Montana adults and children. After a brief tumultuous experience in the 1990s with what a 2008 legislative report called a, quote, problem-plagued managed care contract, end quote, the state has operated under a fee-for-service model in which providers are reimbursed for services they administer to patients who are covered by Medicaid. And now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel, a drop of a nickel in winter and spring since yesterday. Hill County winter is $10.73. 
Spring, $11.40. Blaine County, $10.63 for winter, $11.35 for spring. Liberty, $10.78 for winter, $11.40 for spring. Shoto, $10.73 for winter, $11.40 for spring. And Phillips, $10.58 for winter, and $11.30 for spring. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Elijah Blue Eagleman, 34, passed away Saturday, June 4th in Los Angeles, California. Wake services begin 5 p.m. tonight, that's Thursday, June 16th, and continue until his funeral service, 10 a.m. Friday, June 17th, all at Our Savior's Lutheran Church. Burial to follow in the Eagleman Family Cemetery. Conrad Owen Nystrom, 89, passed away at his home on his ranch south of Haver, Thursday, June 9th. His memorial service will be conducted 11 a.m. Saturday, June 18th at the Haver Seventh-day Adventist Church. Memorial contributions to Conrad's honor may be made to the North American Bluebird Society. At his request, cremation will take place. Memorial services and celebration of life for Linda Sap Dumas will be held at the Church of God in Big Sandy, Saturday, June 25th at 11 a.m. A luncheon will follow. Judy Parker, 63, passed away at Northern Montana Hospital due to natural causes Wednesday, June 15th. Wake services begin 3 p.m. today, Thursday the 16th, and continue until her funeral service, 10 a.m., Friday the 17th, all at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Box Elder. Burial will follow in the Lemire Family Cemetery. And that will do it for this Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Everyone have a great rest of your Thursday, and stay safe out on the roads.